Welcome to another episode of DLS Central. Damon in the house, and we just we're we're coming off of the of the Super Bowl um, that happened a couple weeks ago, and it was it was a really good Super Bowl. I'm, I'm proud of both teams. It was a it was a really good game, um, and somehow some way the Chiefs pulled it out. Um, it. For a long time, it looked like the Eagles were going to win that game because they were just they were in control for a really good portion of it, especially, um, you know, just going into halftime. They really had the reins. And then it's like as we go into halftime, Mahomes is Mahomes is just hurt. You know, he's he, he's laboring. And then for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, the Eagles just forgot. How to how to be uh like how to how to play football? Well, no, so you forgot how to play football. But it's just the things that were working in the first half. It's like they just took they took their foot off the gas, and they gave the Chiefs a little bit of life, and they did it with 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 uh finally getting the Eagles to punt. That's where you you really saw the tide turn. Once the Eagles punted. Um, they were able to really do some some the Chiefs were able to really kind of get back in the game and do some damage. And those two wide open passes to a uh, one to Sky Moore and then uh you know another one to Tony, like those were killers. And again, I was just saying, like, I don't know how you stop that with the personnel that they have. Um and because there's so many things that you have to pay attention to. You can't double Kelsey, um, but you also can't. It's like you can't play him one on one. It's it's hard. There's there's a lot of variables that go into play there. Um, and Mahomes gutted it out and was able to get the win. So that was a, it. Was a great Super Bowl. Jalen Hurst played really well. Um, I. I wouldn't have been mad if the Eagles would have won either because they've been the best looking team uh, this year and they were playing like they were going to win the game. But it's you got to play the whole game. You got to be you got to be in tune the whole game. Um, or it's going to turn the tide on you. It reminds me of a uh, of blood sport when when Jackson he gets Bolo down. <laughs> well, no, he gets Chung Lee down. Was well, you know, real actor is Bolo, but he gets Chung Lee down, and he's just celebrating like, "Yeah, I did it! I did it! I did it!" And then Chung Lee just shakes his head, gets up, and just creams him, and almost takes him, you know, out of the world. But you know, to me, that's what it felt like with with this Chiefs Eagles game like the Eagles were they had them down like halftime they're like yeah yeah I got them I'm the man and then like the Chiefs come back like not so fast <laughs> and you know they and the Chiefs in the end the Chiefs made some big time plays and once they took once they took the lead I just I had a feeling like that that is like they got control of the game now like it's it, it's theirs to win and we we got to see the Eagles try to to operate and come back but the problem was it's like the Eagles they they tied it up but they tied it up 
with about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, which meant that it's like the, the I, and I told my wife, I said, there's a there's a, a, a realm where like if the Chiefs play this right, the Eagles don't get the ball back. And that's exactly what happened. Like they just they never got the ball back um, because and the problem was that when you watch the game, it was it was it was entertaining. It was exciting. We got to see a lot of touchdowns, but neither team could stop each other. And so the the, the Eagles can stop this. The Chiefs, the Chiefs can stop the Eagles um, from from scoring on, in some kind of fashion. So when you look at at from a defensive standpoint, the the Eagles were toast because the Chiefs could run their offense and really run some clock, and they they could get a first down whenever they wanted. Of course, it, there were a couple times where it took Mahomes making some some really gutsy plays, like that big time run that he made um, to to get that first down and really help seal things at the expense of his of his uh his his ankle. Um, that was spectacular, but that that kept things going, that kept the clock running, and so it's like and in that situation, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard many football analysts and and, and coaches and GMs, you know, with with their podcasts, um, you know, say like um it's like at this at this point in the game your opponent, your biggest opponent is the clock and the Eagles, they, they couldn't beat the clock in that standpoint. It's like they needed to get a stop to get the ball back. And and while we were and while some people were were sad, were, were really mad that the uh, the holding call kind of sealed it. I, I was surprised because when I saw that, I'm like, oh, no, they just lost the game. <laughs> Like the, like the game is over because of this, you know, because they're they're in field goal range and they're they're close enough to where it's, it's if there's really no chance that the guy misses this because you're just the the field position is is everything that you could want, um, and then the guy runs down to the one and and slides, which is very smart to ensure that there's no time for the Eagles to to do anything pretty much and i mean they were able to 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 come away with it and it, it it's it's great clock management um and yeah you can be mad and you can say oh the you know that call was the reason why they lost no the reason why they lost is because they couldn't they couldn't get a stop within those last 5 minutes against the chiefs cuz if the defense plays like they've been playing the pat like throughout the season if they can get a stop on the chiefs then now they can get the ball back with a couple minutes and then you can and then you now we can see what what the uh you know what the eagles have in store another part was that special teams play to where the chiefs got great field position that hurt uh, the eagles big time as well so it's just when you look at at why the eagles lost it's because that they couldn't get the stops that they needed to to give Hurts a chance to win the game. And if you're going tit for tat uh, with Mahomes with with, with, on, with an offense that features Mahomes and Kelsey, and and, and I also want to say from a running from a running game perspective, like Pacheco was was he he really earned. 
like earned earned his his uh his keep there. Like Pacheco gave them some really good strong running. And I just is when they gave him the ball, he just felt really reliable and they were able to count on him. He was able to get some really good tough yards. He broke a 24 yard one. It's just he he got touchdown. He really helped, um, you know, make that run game a threat to where you had to respect it. And I think that's what Philly really didn't have. I mean, Jalen Hurts was the running back pretty much. Um, but <laughs> but Pacheco gave them some really good key yards uh, that they needed in, in, in crucial moments. So I really got to give him his props on that. But, I mean, again, you know, it was a shootout. But if, if it's going to be tit for tat, score for score, that that's what the Chiefs want. Because they're they're going to outscore you. They're they're going to match you, and they're going to find a way to outscore you. If it's a defensive struggle, um, then I think that's where it favors the other team. But I'm a, I want to give props to the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs D has gotten better because that that's I feel like the reason why they haven't they they don't have more um, Super Bowl wins is because their defense has been sketchy. But um, I think with this, you know, with, with the defensive core that they have set up, they've got the perfect bend but don't break defense and uh, to 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 get the stops when they need to. Now, I mean, they still gave up 35, but this Eagles offense is almost uh, impossible to stop because of the – the 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 threat that is Jalen Hurts. He's a dual threat. He can throw the ball well, and he can run it better than a lot of the running backs. So it's just, and because of that, and his receivers, like the, the Eagles receivers are pretty reliable. <laughs> like every time he threw to Goddard, I just, it's like, I, I knew he was going to catch it. He has reliable hands. Um, he, there were things that it looked like he was going to drop, but he held on to it. It's like, man, he caught that. It's like, and, and it's like another first down. Man, it's like when you have a guy like a tight end that has reliable hands, that, that becomes your safety blanket. It's, that's what makes Kelsey so great. You know, he, he, yes, he can run the routes and he's a hybrid, but he, his hands are also reliable. That's what made Gronk so awesome. You you could always count on Gronk to catch the ball. Those you know those those, those big hands. He was he was going to pull it down. And the Eagles have uh, have that with Goddard. I thought Goddard played really well. And um, and AJ Brown and you know and and Devontae Smith. You know they they were weapons as well. It's like the Eagles have a really good a really good core. Um, but man, it's just it's hard to beat the Chiefs uh, because the Chiefs they they have a really good setup from a uh, from a receiving course standpoint as well. So it, it was a great matchup. Um, happy for the Chiefs. It's gonna be interesting for the Eagles, um, at least defensively. I feel like they're gonna be okay offensively, but um, their their defense is gonna may suffer a little bit. So we'll we'll see how how that goes and and it, I mean hopefully their offense is okay cuz I believe they lost their offensive coordinator. Uh so there you know there there's some things that the Eagles have to 
have to factor in. I know they've got some some uh, some big time, uh, you know, signings that they have to secure uh, for some of their players. And uh, this is where the off season starts. Everybody is zero zero now, so the 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 records are reset, and uh, it's a new season. The, the the champagne has been poured, the parade has been had, but now clean slate. Off season is is getting underway now. Uh, the the players aren't on the field, but now uh the the uh the ball is in the hands of the executives of the teams uh so we got a draft coming up you know that's where the scout the scout team uh the 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 scouting of people they're going to be the ones that are going to take center stage this is this is where you find out uh you know the the intelligence uh, of your team to see who who can see what talent is out there and, and how it can help them uh sit like get stronger as a football team or dig them out of the mud as a football team. So the the cool thing about the NFL is th- this part is just ex- just as exciting as the uh you know the full season because now you, you get to see okay what what are we going to look like in the future? Uh, how will things change? Who's going where? Uh how does this shift the balance of power? Uh you know you you've got the Aaron Rodgers situation. Is he going to stay in Green Bay or is he going to go somewhere else? Um, you know, Sean Payton's in Denver now. Can can he uh, resurrect Super Bowl caliber Russell Wilson or is Wilson what he is um, now at this point? And, and if that's the case, is Denver, can, can you build a team that can succeed in spite of Russell Wilson because I think that's the thing. It's like you, it, you, you want to get Russell back to being Russell Wilson, but you also want to have something in place to where even if he'll never get back to the form that that you um, that you were hoping for when you acquired him and paid him that money, let's build a defense. That let's 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 strengthen our offense to where if we can't if he can't lead us to victory, we can still we have other things that we can do to still secure victory. And if if you can get Russell to just kind of like manage the game and 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 be wise and smart and and not take a whole lot of risks, but if we have weapons to where it can create mismatches and 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 and, and cause. And, and cause the team to be able to score anyway. If you've got defense that can actually create uh, turnovers and, and get defensive touchdowns, now you've got a a squad to where you can win regardless of Russell Wilson. Um, you would love to to Russ for Russ to be a, a big part of the victory, but if you're wise and you're intelligent in how you construct your football team, even if he never returns to the form that we're used to, you can still win. So that that's that's what Denver really needs to start thinking of. And and, and of course, like even with other teams, they've got to make some decisions. Um, I know the Giants, you know, they they have to kind of go with Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is crazy. He got a new agent talking about something. I want some more money. Like <laughs> it's like, okay, you had a better season, but, uh, but slow down a little bit. <laughs> Hold on. Not so fast. You, you, you're you not as good as you think you are. Um, you know, is because is, y'all went up against prime competition 
and got creamed. Dallas ran all over y'all. Well, I won't say I won't say it was Dallas, but what like but they got ran over. Let's just say that uh, when when they came up against better competition. And so for the Giants and, and and yes, Daniel's okay, but he 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 wasn't a a um. It's like there were other factors in play. He's, I don't think he's good enough to actually be like, okay, he's the franchise and we're going to put our, all our hopes and dreams behind Daniel Jones. I think you need to, you, we need to see it again. It's like, okay, you know, you, you had some improvement. We can put you down as most, we, we can look for you as most improved. Uh, you can be in the, in the running as most improved quarterback, but we need to see it again. Like you got to show us again. We we <laughs> we might have to slap the franchise tag on you, but we we need to see it again. We need to see you uh, from start to finish lead this ball club, get everybody right. You you know develop even more of a bond with your weapons, and if you can take us even further, if we can if we can take the division, if we can if we can secure a spot, if we can get to uh, to the to the NFC Championship this time then okay like make make the leap make the jump Tom Brady's retired so you know what that means that means that you have an opportunity to to rise above your competition if Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC now you have even more of an opportunity to rise to the occasion so do it it's like he's but this 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 year coming up has got to be a prove yourself year. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to do it again for people to to respect him um, and take him seriously. Uh, so it's like I I get it, Daniel Jones. You feel like you you did enough. You haven't done enough. You, you need one more year. You need to make another leap to uh, to, to accomplish another milestone. Um, and another storyline would be with Lamar Jackson. You know, is he going to to be on the field next year? Um, he wants to get paid as well, and he he's he's talented. He's he's great. Lamar's great. He's awesome, and he he's one of those guys who can throw in and run. But again, and I know I'm going. I know I'm going to catch it for. <laughs> For saying this, and it's okay, you know, because everybody got their opinion. You know, I don't, you know, I don't have to be uh, greet with every time, but I just, I'm like Lamar. You, you got to prove that you can get to the AFC Championship. You got to prove that you can stay on the field. You know that that that's his big thing is he's always hurt. But he, another part of it is you have to be able to prove that you can elevate the team. Um, to to that next level, get to an AFC championship, beat Burrow, you know, beat Mahomes in in, in crucial games. Now, because you got Herbert in there, now you got you got to beat Herbert. You know, you got because he's he's okay. Now you got Trevor Lawrence. You got to make, make sure you're better. Than him. It's like there's there's competition that you have to prove that you're better than. Um, it's not enough to to just say, hey, I've got talent. And so I need to get paid this much. Like Baltimore needs to be in legitimate playoff situations. They need they need to be in the AFC championship. You need to be on the field to lead them to an AFC championship. And so part of that mean and, and to ultimately to a Super Bowl. It's like that 
To me, that's the real goal. You you want to get paid the big bucks. Take them to the promised land. It, it's, it's he. I think he's got about three more years tops to prove that that he can actually be a championship level quarterback. He wants to be paid like a big deal, but you got to be able to get them there. You got to be able to get them there. It's like there's a reason why Marino's one of the greats. Yeah, he never won, but he got them there. He got he got the Dolphins there. You know, he didn't win, but he got them there. Um, Elway almost was in that conversation. <laughs> of man, he got him there, but he couldn't win it. But Elway had a, a you know he he was able to get two out of you know out of uh, the like I want to say the like the late nineties. Broncos, you know, that that feature Shannon Sharp and those guys um, and uh, Terrell Davis, you know, but, you know, they like you got to You got to like if you want to be if you want to be with the big dogs, like if you want to if you want to be among uh, like the leaders, if you want to be one of the kings, you know, you you, you got to kill something. <laughs> so it was like you, you got to be able to 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 elevate the level of play. Say we, we can say what we will about Cam Newton. But Newton got to the Super Bowl and he had the he had the same at in his prime. He had Lamar Jackson like skills. He could he was dangerous with his feet and he could throw the ball. So it, but, and he led that Panthers team to the Super Bowl. They got they got creamed, um, you know, because I just think that that Broncos team was just. They were they were brutal, but <laughs> they didn't let him breathe. Um, but at the same time, he got him there. You know, he got him. Lamar Jackson. Lamar, you got to get him there. If you can't get him there, if if you can't elevate them to that, if you can't stay healthy and stay on the field enough to get him there, then it's like, should they really be paying you that amount of money? Um, and and again, uh, it's it's not all on him. Uh, he he should get you know he should get paid, but for him to turn down offers, um, it's like man, I know you want to get paid what you feel that you're worth, and, and but I just feel like he's overvaluing, like he he's he's not evaluating what he's worth with what he's accomplished. It's like if you're gonna get paid on that level, then your accomplishments need to be uh, commiserate with that level. Like Mahomes can de- can can demand whatever he want from the Chiefs because he's got two he he's t- he's given Kansas City two rings. Um when especially when you look at the history of Kansas City getting there but not but not winning. Mahomes was the one that helped the Chiefs break through uh, to to be able to say that hey we're we're Super Bowl champions and now they're two time Super Bowl champions so Mahomes has earned the right if he wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the league um, you pay him his money because he's he's got the hardware to prove it he's got the resume to prove it he's got the consistency to prove it um, even Jalen Hurts got there. 
<laughs> and Hurts showed out. Lamar Jackson has been in a situation like this. And I think that's what the, to me, when I, when he says, hey, I want to get paid, I go back to that. I can't I can't ignore that. I can't I can't just push that to the side and say, oh, that doesn't matter just because he's a talented player. Um, yeah, you're talented, but I mean, you the talent has to also prove itself with with milestones, with achievements. And uh, yes, he, he he's he's got great numbers, but. Has the team elevated itself? Has the team been successful um, as a result of what you provided uh, from a numbers, you know, from a number standpoint? And I think that that's the big deal. And it's like, yeah, you you don't want. It's like you don't want the. Um, it's like you don't want somebody else to pick him up to where now they. You know, they thrive where the like the team, like another team thrives where the Ravens couldn't. And again, I, I can't absolve the Ravens organization either, because for for you to have a talent like Lamar Jackson and not put weapons around him that make him that 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 allow him to be able to compete and, and you know, do what he needs to do to propel the team to to championship caliber. That's a that's another conversation in and of itself too, uh, because he's he has played hard for the Ravens and and he's he he's by far you know one of their their best weapons. But you just you look at it and you just you have to say like how far. Have they gotten, you know, um, but it's like they they haven't really gotten deep when you look at it. It's like this time they went, they got to the wild card, um, but they lost to the Bengals. Um, you know, when you look at the they didn't make the, the postseason in 2021. So you go back to 2020. They got to the division. They got to the divisional round, um, but they lost to Buffalo. They didn't really do much. It was seventeen to three. So you go back two thousand nineteen. They got to the division, but they they lost. They got dominated by Tennessee twenty eight to twelve. Um, it's like they the division is their ceiling. Uh, they and when you look at, at twenty eighteen. They got to the wild card, but the Chargers beat them. Um, 2017, they didn't make the postseason. So all of these things, like when you when you look at, and we go, okay, let's go sit 2016, 2016, they didn't make the postseason. So at some point, Lamar's got to prove that he that that he can take his team that he can win uh that he can go deeper in the playoffs. He he's got to be able to prove that because right now he can get you to a division to the divisional round, but he but that's where 
his talent can't break through that that barrier. It, it can't break through that ceiling. And if you want to get paid the big bucks, hey, you got to prove that that you can take us beyond the divisional round. You got to can can you get us to the AFC Championship? As much as Baker Mayfield has caught flack, Baker Mayfield took the Browns to the AFC Championship. And if things go if things go a little better for the Browns, like we're talking Cleveland in the Super Bowl, if if they play that game because it was a tight game, but if the Browns get control of it and, and and show up big time on some of those drives where you where we really needed to where we really could have done some damage, we're talking about Baker Mayfield leading the Browns to the Super Bowl. And yes. Who's the better quarterback? Lamar Jackson. But who got farther? <laughs> who, who got to an AFC championship? Baker Mayfield with the Browns team. Like, come on. We, we, these are things that, that have happened. Yes, if you, were, if you were picking between two quarterbacks, you would, you would easily just go Lamar Jackson in your sleep. But... Lamar Jackson has hasn't gotten to the AFC Championship, and when he's gotten to the divisional round, he's been creamed. What does that say? That that has to say something. You can't ignore that. So that's all I'm saying. You want to get paid? I understand, but you can't argue that you need to get like top quarterback in the league money, but you don't. But you haven't produced the results to earn that moniker. That's what we're saying. Joey Burrow could, could say something about that. Burrow been in the Super Bowl. You know, Burrow was 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 in the AFC Championship. <laughs> you know, this time. You know, th- this year. It's like you 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 got to be able to to what what can you point to to say that you deserve it that you that you've earned the right to be able to 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 have that amount like that that billing to have that cash i mean i just i don't see it but that's my rant on football <laughs> and we'll be back we'll go talk some basketball Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music.
All right. And so doing a little bit of NBA roundup here. Now that that NFL uh, football is is no longer being played. The Super Bowl has is come and gone. Now the attention shifts to uh, the the NBA, and we just had the All Star uh, weekend happen over the past weekend. And so now it's about it's it's about the road to the playoffs, which is about which is about probably six or seven weeks away, uh, give or take. And so and. and in the midst of all that, um, we also have the the NBA draft upcoming, and so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of storylines um, that to, to point to, um, but I know all eyes are it's like there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to look forward to. I think this is going to be an exciting exciting NBA playoffs, um, especially when you look at just where everything stands, and so. Like if you if you're looking at if you're looking at things from a from a playoff standpoint uh, in the East, you know Boston and Milwaukee and Philly and my Cavs, Brooklyn and New York, um, you know they would definitely be in. And so uh, the play-in, you're looking at Miami and Atlanta and uh, Washington and Toronto, um, but and then everybody else is on the on the outside looking in. The, I think the Bulls and the Pacers might try for a push, but they're not going to really be able to, to to get in there. I don't think they'll, unless Atlanta or Toronto or Washington really falls off, <laughs> then um, you know then they're going to be on the outside looking in. And then when you look at the West, um, Denver's is the number one uh, team in the in the West, and then you got Memphis and Sacramento has been playing awesome. But shooting wise, they they've got a lot of uh, firepower and Clippers, Phoenix and Dallas, um, and then in the play in situation. You've got uh, New Orleans, Minnesota, Golden State, and OKC. Then on the outside looking in, um, you know, you got Utah, Portland, Lakers, San Antonio, Houston. And as much with the Lakers, I just think the Lakers need to punt personally. Just just let the season go. Just just it's it's not working out. <laughs> because I also, I, mean, I get that you 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 play and you, and you know it's not over till it's over. But when you think realistically, they're not they, like they don't have enough. To, I don't think I don't see them beating any of the top eight teams in, in a seven game series this year. I just I don't see it. Especially when you look at, um, like, I don't see them. Yeah, I don't see them being any of them. Even Minnesota, they they're not gonna be able to beat Minnesota in a seven game series. It's just it's not gonna happen. They can't even like they struggle against the Pelicans. So I just I don't see it. And so if the if they go into a playing situation and they get into into the playoffs. They're still gonna get bounced. They're they're still gonna get bounced uh, in the first round, personally. So th- that's just my opinion. So I think it's better because while while they have made some, they got Russ off the team, and they got D'Angelo Russell back, and and uh, AD's is is uh, is on the court playing, and you know LeBron looks like he's gonna play, but 
the weapons that they did get, it helps them a little bit. But I mean, they're still they still don't have enough from a from a uh, a bench perspective production wise consistently to be able to win because the way basketball is being played now that it's really i mean of course shooting is the name of the game but like you really got to have shoot it's about bench shooting as much as it is as starters and so it's like the starters you got like three four guys that are that are scoring like 15 to, to 25 for starters. And then you got your bench guys that are getting you at least 10 uh, from, from roster spots, maybe even down to 10. So it's like, you gotta, your, your bench has to shoot just as well, or at least be a threat to, to get you 10 to 20 um, on any given night as well. So I just, the Lakers don't have that, type of personnel they're I think I've said this before it's like they're they're built to dominate in the previous decade <laughs> but they're not they're not built to dominate in the in the 20 like in the in the 2020s they're they're built to dominate uh, between 2010 and 2020 uh, but they're not they're not built to dominate in this decade so just because of how the game is played now and and what the focus and where the focus is. So is I, I don't see the Lakers getting in. It's like, yeah, LeBron's gonna try to push for it, but we one, I think the thing is we, we know what we're gonna get from LeBron. We we know what we're gonna get from LeBron. We gotta know what we're gonna get from A D. We gotta know what we're gonna get from from De, from D'Angelo Russell. We need to know what we're gonna get from from all these other guys, and that that's always been their issue because some guys they're playing a lot of minutes, but they're in the single digits in terms of points, and and sometimes it's a starter that's doing that. So it's like that can't happen, um, and that's one of the reasons why when you look at the stat sheet. And you see, it's like, okay, why did they lose? Well, it's like, well, you look at the other team, they had seven, eight guys in double figures and sometimes high double figures. And you look at the Lakers, okay, they had like about four, had about four or five guys in double figures, but the rest was like single digits and and like low single digits but the, you look at the minutes it's like whoa they played 26 minutes only got three points what's going on and so it's just when you look at that i don't have much confidence in this lakers team and it's okay you can't like if lebron never gets to the playoffs again that doesn't do anything to diminish his legacy. He's 38. He like he should be he should be in the kind of like the we should be starting to see a decline. We don't see a decline in this play, but it's like at that age, he he shouldn't be expected to be leading a team. It 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 personally was supposed to be AD's team, but AD has hasn't been available because of multiple injuries and so that that's kind of killed 
because he can't stand the court is killed how they want to play, how they really wanted to play the game. And when you when you look at it from that standpoint, it is really crippled the the Lakers um, because AD was supposed to be the future. He was supposed to be the guy. That, okay, this is the centerpiece of of the Lakers, and he's just not that guy. It the the, the project didn't work. You got a ring out of it. You got a ring out of it. But I mean, it wasn't necessarily because of AD. I mean, AD was a was a big part of it, but LeBron was the one that led them to that ring. Um, he just seized the moment and 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 you know put the team and, and just say, "Hey, follow me." And AD was like, "Oh yeah, I'm you know I'm going back him up. I'm vice president." But now, you know. AD was is supposed to be the one that's leading the charge, that that's showing up every night, giving you 20, 28, 12, and <laughs> you know, and maybe like two to four blocks a night. Like, you know, that and if he's really dominating, we should get at least about like five to seven 40 point 20, 20 rebound games from Anthony Davis. If he's that guy, that's what we should be getting. But I just, he's not, he's not the same guy anymore. So it's the Lakers have a bigger issue afloat. And I would say if you give, you got to give AD one more year. And if, if he continues to, to play like he's been playing where you get flashes, but it's not consistent. I trade AD next year if if he's not playing like what you what what was expected because you it, it's just that that kind of that that blows what they were actually trying to do in LA. So wasn't trying to talk about the Lakers like that, but I just it's it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> So, oh, Lakers go make the playoffs. Stop! They're not making the playoffs, and it's okay because they're just—they're not good enough. If, even if they make the playoffs, they're going to get dominated. So, I'd rather them just punt and and get and get right to where they can really come out uh, with some like um, with with strong motivation next year. Make next year count. This year is a wash. So that's that. But Celtics, Celtics are looking good. Um, Bucks, they're they're number two. They're top. But I, I know the the concern is about Giannis because he's got he's got like a sprained ligament um, in, in his wrist, I believe. So you know they're that that's the concern for them. And um, and we talk about the MVP race. I like to look at it a little different. Um, because I think we, we like to associate the most valuable player with the best player. Um, now, while I, while I feel like Giannis isn't the best player in the league, I do feel like he's the most valuable player in the league because because of what would happen to the Bucks if you took him off that team. If you take Giannis off that team, like they're 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 rivaling the Pistons. <laughs> like they're they're in that in that Pistons to, to to Bulls range. It's just Giannis is the engine 
that makes Milwaukee go. And um, without Giannis, they can't do they, they're not going to be where they are. They're just they're just not that good of a team. And so it's like I feel like if you if you took him off of the books, that Milwaukee team would suffer the greatest hit. Um, which makes him the most valuable player because of what you know what he means to that franchise. Um, I feel like you could take Yoke off of the Nuggets, and they could they would still be really competitive because of the team uh, that they have and what they've built. Um, but that that's my view on that, um, and we shall see. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad my Cavaliers are, are in contention. Like right now, they hold the they hold the third spot, and so you, I, I hope that they they continue to play good, sound, solid basketball. I'm loving what Donovan Mitchell's doing. Mitchell is is balling out, and it's good for the Cleveland franchise because like we we need for a while we would we would other than LeBron. Um, which, which was the super blessing <laughs> that we were able to get, um, you know, prime Bron years. Um, outside of him, though, Cleveland, from a historic standpoint with the Cavaliers, they've had few opportunities at players that are that were in their prime. I mean, you can you can look at that that the uh, the Doherty, Elo, uh, Hot Rod Williams, uh, Mark Price team. I feel like that was that was our uh, probably our best team leading up to um, the you know the LeBron James uh, experience. But I mean, outside of that, the players that we generally were able to pick up were guys that um, that we kind of needed like three years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like we often pick them up when they were starting to to go in a decline, um, um, just like but they, and they were able to do some things, but they weren't gonna get you over the hump. Like I remember the um, when we got Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp was real competitive for us, and it was great. It was great to see him play in the Cavs uniform. I enjoyed it, um, but I also knew that. Kemp wasn't gonna get us a chip though, you know. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's great to see we got us, we got you know, we got a star on our team, but you know, he's he's not going to take us where we need to, where we ultimately want to go. We're not winning anything with Sean Kemp, um, and and that's kind of been the moniker for the Cavs. We, we get these, you know, stars when they're on the starting to to trend downward, um, and. I say all that to say I'm glad that we've that that we were able to get a guy like Donovan Mitchell, um, who who's who's still in his prime and still still has explosion and can galvanize a team and can be um, the the leader of a team that's really scrappy that plays good that plays good ball. Um, they hustle. Uh, they can shoot a little bit. Um, they're you know they're they're a really good balanced team, and so it's it's good to see that the Cavaliers have some have some 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 potency to their team. Uh, so I, I just that that's the main thing I've always wanted with with my with all of my Cleveland teams, whether you're talking Browns, Cavs. Uh, Guardians, not almost the Indians, but Guardians, uh, any Cleveland team. I just, I want us to be relevant. I want us to be competitive. I want us to be in the mix. Um, if we're, if, if we're not, 
champions. I want us to be in the conversation. Um, I don't want us to be bottom feeders. That that's I, I like Cleveland sports, and so that that's what I've uh, that's what I want for my for my Cleveland teams is to be relevant, be competitive, and you know to truly compete for championships and bring home the championships. Uh, the the Guardians have gotten close a couple times, but it's just they can't bring it home for some reason or another. But they got a who I think they've got a good management team in place. They just got to continue to, you know, to, to build well and build properly and play good baseball. Um, but, you know, with the Cavs, I'm looking forward to seeing how this, the, how they play leading up to the playoffs. I hope they don't, they don't uh, have a decline, but they just got to keep up that, that, that intense energy. And maybe they can catch Milwaukee because especially with Giannis, not being a hundred percent, this opens up the door for the Cavs to try and you know because they're only they're only like what three games. It's like Milwaukee's won forty one games, Cavs have won thirty eight. If they can, if they can go on a tear and and and, uh, and play better than Milwaukee, they have a chance to be the number two seed in 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 the uh, in the league and. I mean, they're only five games out of first place. So, <laughs> so if they if they go on a major tear, they could be the number one team in in uh, in the East. So, and potentially, I mean, the Denver Nuggets—they're forty-one. So, if, if we go on a tear and the Nuggets don't do as well, um, and they're able to to catch and surpass Boston and Milwaukee, Cavs could be the number one team in the league. So, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility but they're gonna have the ball they're gonna have to really lock in and play some good basketball um finish to finish the regular season strong so they can put themselves in the best possible situation because again you get the number one seat you get to play that that you know the the winner of the play-in and that gives you a a lighter matchup rather than having to play somebody you know, uh, a little bit more dangerous, <laughs> like Brooklyn or New York. Uh, so, to me, that you know, that that should give the Cavaliers some incentive. It's not like it's out of their reach, um, but they're going to have to really lock in and play some good basketball. Um, the The West is going to be really fun to watch um, because when you look at at the teams that are lined up, especially those top six, all of those games are are going to be brutal. Um, I mean, we talk about Phoenix. They got Kevin Durant uh, to go with Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. But the Clippers, they just got Russell Westbrook. Uh, that was the big news today. Uh, the Clips, they just they uh, they got uh, Westbrook. He he got bought out from uh, from Utah and signed with the Clippers. It didn't make sense because it, he, his family's in LA. I think he he uh, it, now he doesn't have to move. Um, he can stay. He can stay in Cali. Um, his family can can you know be a little bit more secure. Um, and the Clippers give him a really good chance at a ring. He can be a good role player, and it looks like uh, I guess the talk based on from Woj is that uh, he's gonna start. So 
Yeah, that's that's an energetic starting five. You're talking about Kawhi, uh, you know, uh, Paul George. You got Russ uh, running uh, running point because that's probably what he's going to do is run the point, um, and is is going to give them some some energy um, that they need um, to to push and, and and really close out this regular season. Um, but the Suns, you know, once they get Kevin Durant. Now it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh uh, the Grizzlies with Ja, the Mr. Energy, Mr. Electricity himself. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking to close out. And, of course, Denver, they're looking to hold on to that top spot. Um, they've, they've got a good team. Minnesota, they're scrappy. And, and again, the Sacramento Kings, Kings can shoot. I mean, they're, they're no joke out here either. And, of course, the, the Mavericks are in there because they just got Kyrie to go with Luka. So, um, there, there's some, there, there's some things, there's some developments afloat uh, here. So it, it's, it's going to be a fun, fun next couple of weeks of basketball. They're really going to matter. I know everybody's going to be watching LA, but it's like, I'm not thinking about LA, but there are other teams that I feel like are really, really going to make a splash. And I'm looking forward to the playoffs. So that's the NBA roundup. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of, of wrestling. Then that'll be it. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter. Moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. All right, the wrestling corner. WWE Elimination Chamber just went down this past Saturday and, um, it was awesome. I think uh, it it more than lived up to expectations, and um, he just you. It was a really good card. I think you, although the the uh, the matches um, that you you know that that you saw, it was it was enough. There weren't there wasn't a stat card to where it was like okay, there's too many matches, but. I mean, this this elimin- elimination chamber was was pretty awesome. Um, Asuka took you know took the victory for the the women's elimination chamber, and it was pretty scrappy. I think they the the 
the ladies that they that they had in the chamber um, were were really game, and it, it was a good it was a good mix to where you could really have some intensity. Um, it, it's not the elimination chamber match isn't a isn't a place for for those who don't have a little bit of grit. I think though, even with Carmella, even though she was kind of like the the um, the one you wouldn't expect to have that much aggression. Carmella's got some aggression to her. She can, you know, if she needs to fight, she can fight. Um, and she was able to do some things. But you need you need somebody in there that's gonna get some fight. That's, that's not that's not gonna be afraid uh, to get some pain <laughs> on them. So with with the elimination chamber, it, it was pretty good. Oscar wins, um, and it's just it, she's really hard to stop. And so you you. you because she, because of her background, um, and her ma- her mastery of submissions as well as striking, um, and her quickness, she's she's a maniac in there. So it's just it. She was gonna be the hands on favorite to win, and I'm glad that she won. But I thought all the ladies, um, really really showcased some good stuff there. And then for the men. Theory holds on to that uh, that United States Championship because Logan Paul interfered and and um and and took Seth Rollins out of you know pretty much put him out of commission to allow Austin Theory to be able to to get the win. I thought all the guys in there were great. Montez showed out. It's good to see him doing things on a uh, you know, on from a solo perspective. He's going to be a really good single star. He's got a lot of charisma. Um, a lot he did the crotch chop, a little, the DX crotch chop a little bit too much but it's like I just I loved his energy. It was but all of the guys in there were great. I mean that, that was a good a good uh, assortment of guys to put into the elimination chamber. Um, I like Gargano being in there. Um, you know, again, he he has that 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 heart and grit to him to where you can't really count him out. Putting Big Bronson Reed in there, as, as, you know, as the just the big threat. It took four. It it, it took three guys. To put Bronson Reed down, I mean that—that's what you want with with a big man. Like you gotta work together to get him out of there because he's so strong. I thought Damian Priest, you know, looked strong and dominant in there. Of course, Seth Rollins did his thing. And in theory, you know, I I like what Austin Theory brings to the table. He's a punchable face. He he's a he's definitely a heel. He's not trying to be liked. Um, but he has some aggression to him because there there is some legitimacy about Austin Theory's skill and he wants respect. And the the championship, it, it's a, when he talks about being the forever champion, that's his way of saying this is where my respect is going to come from. Uh, you you may not like it, but it's going to be really hard to get this title off of me. And that's exactly the type of heel that you want because for a heel like that that has some skills where they know they 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 can find way figure out ways to preserve uh, their championship reign whether by hook or by crook but they've got ability and you can't take it for granted and they're a little cocky but they're they are there are ways that you can get them vulnerable it's not that they're in 
that they're undefeatable, but it's just it's hard to get the title off of them. That's the perfect heel to shine up the baby face necessary to be able to take that title off of him uh, and shut his mouth. Because that's ultimately what you want to do is not just take the title from him and beat him, but you want to shut theory up. You want to you want to to shut that mouth. And so that that's really what you need a good baby face to be able to do. Um, and you've got a lot of possibilities. I think WWE is trying to build that up well. Um, and so we'll we'll see how that goes. But I, I like theory with the with the title. Um, I like him as a heel because you need a a guy to, to truly be a heel. Um, because, again, now that that clamors. That they gets the the audience clamoring for somebody to come and shut him up and take that title and, and humble him and bring him down the size. So that that's what you want there. Of uh, the mixed tag match, man, that was good. That was a good match, um, you know, because again, it's just leading all the way back um, to 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 that uh, you know the pay per view where. Where, you know, Edge and, and Finn are going at it and now but but uh but Beth comes in, she's trying to help, but then Rhea knocks her out with the brass knucks and has her set up with the chair and you know, and here we go. It's like, oh, I think it was SummerSlam. It's and now it's about it, he has to quit because it was an I quit match to save his wife. But then it's like Rhea just hit, you know, smashes her head anyway with the chair. Talk about something you, you taught us too well. I mean, it was it was perfect. And so for for this match, like knowing that history, the crowd was red hot. Prop, before I go any further, props to Montreal. Montreal is probably the best wrestling crowd um, that they've had, um, and they they know it's like they're they're really passionate. They get involved, they engage, and that's the type of crowd where you can really do some special things in the ring as 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 wrestlers, and. You can you don't have to kill yourself in these spots. You can just do like the uh they you know again they were going when we saw Sammy and, and Reigns lock up, uh, they were going crazy just for you know just for that. It's it's little thing. You were able to milk things a little bit more when you have a really good crowd. You, you're able to do those things. Um, but yeah, the the right team won. Edge and Beth they figured out a way to win that. Um, it was it was tough. Judgment Day is tough. I mean, Dominic. Oh my goodness, Dominic had so much heat. Like, <laughs> like the, the the Dominic experiment is a success because this this Dominic is is a heat seeking missile. Oh my goodness. Um, and but that's that's another way that you can have a really good baby face get shined up to 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 stop a a, a heel like Dominic in his traps and, and, and shut him up and 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 knock the sliminess out of him and make him have to have to be in a situation where he has to fight like a man, you know. <laughs> so you know, it's and his his he's he's intentionally like He's even when he's not trying to be funny, he's funny. He's 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 great. Like I, I love what they're doing with Dominic. It's it's hilarious. Um, and uh, 
again, we got Bobby versus Brock. Now, this was probably the most controversial um, of the of the matches. I think this was one where people they didn't like it because of the way it ended. Um, because they they I think people were expecting um, maybe Brock to just win or or Lashley to win straight out, but at elimination chamber. I think that I think it was the it was the right move. I know people didn't like it. Um they didn't understand it, but when you think about what you could do leading up to a WrestleMania match where now you've got these guys and and you've got you you can market Brock really being in unintended in, in uh in uncharted territory because with Lashley putting in the hurt lock and locking it in for Brock to have to to low blow him and get disqualified. That means that he felt that he was really going to lose that match, and so we, we and now you can you can do things to where now Bobby has has a right to be like you're a coward. You know I can I know I can beat you because you it's like you had to cheat. You took a you took a DQ rather because you knew that you weren't going to get out of that hurt lock, and so that that just fuels the fire to let me know that I can beat you. I've got your number. I've always had your number. I'm the one guy that you can't beat, and I think that would be uh like straight up that you can't beat. Yeah, you have to you. You beat me the last time, taking advantage of of the of the hold that you couldn't get out of it then either. But you just caught me off guard. But you could you can't dominate me like you've dominated everyone else. I've dominated you more than you've dominated me. And so Lashley can put really lay that in and really cr- kind of create some some doubt with Brock. <laughs> um, you know, and he doesn't have Heyman. To pump him up now, and so now you got to go in there with with, with Lashley, and you got to really prove that you can beat him, and so, and that's why I'm thinking like if if it's WrestleMania, it needs to be like it, it really does need to be a a match that that can produce a definitive winner, and that means potentially. Either a hell in the cell, um, even though I think that that it's kind of been a little bit overdone. I think we need to get away from the self maybe for uh, a year or two, um, <clears throat> just to to per to so when you bring it back, there's a little bit more mystique to it. Um, but I would say either an Iron Man match or a ultimate submission match or just a submission match. Um you you've already did last man standing. I don't want to do last man standing again. I thought that that was special for uh for SummerSlam. But which was awesome. I saw that <laughs> while I was watching that. And I, I mean Brock Brock was awesome with that with that last man standing match. I mean Roman won um but to 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 jump from that tractor and just just maul Roman <laughs> was like the call on it was was crazy, um, you know for him to do that that was a perfect start uh, to that match, um, but 
So I, I don't think we need to do another last man standing or I quit. Now, that would be interesting, too, if they did a Brock Bobby I quit match, because now that's the situation. We've never heard Brock ever saw ever say I quit. We've we've seen Brock tap before. We've seen Brock tap. Um, Brock's tapped to to Kurt Angle before, you know. Um, Brock Brock has tapped, um, you know, to some other guys. Um, you know, Brock, the Undertaker has 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 rendered Brock unconscious with the Hell's Gate, um, but we would we would never expect Brock Lesnar to say I quit. Um, even with the last man standing match, I'm like I was thinking like how is Roman gonna Hold Brock down for for ten seconds. It's because Brock is such a tank. Um, but again, it took the whole bloodline um, in order to do that. But if it, in an I quit match, oh my goodness, you talking about craziness? Like because you you wouldn't expect that from Bobby or Brock. To say I quit, but it's got to be something like that. It's either got to be I quit or a submission match or an ultimate submission match or an Iron Man match. That would really be where, where they would need to go to have a definitive winner of this rival, like of, of this, this, this rivalry between these guys. Um, that's kind of like been brewing for, for years, um, to see who's the best. Cause it's like when you look at each other, like when you look at both of them, they they match up so well. They're both big, explosive, uh, powerful guys who have a history of mixed martial arts. Um, you know, again, Brock just with his resume versus Bobby's resume. Like it's it's fitting that they they battle out to see who's the true uh, you know alpha dog, who's the who's the king of the beasts, uh, as you would say. Uh, so. That 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 was uh, I I didn't have a problem with the finish because of what it sets up um, for for those two guys. Now um, with the undisputed universal uh, title, the right guy won. Roman Reigns should have won, and it was it was a probably one of the best matches. That should be match of the year, the uh, match of the year candidate um, because. It gave you everything that you wanted. Um, both guys were phenomenal. I thought Sammy really had the crowd in his hand. Um, like he he was he was the consummate baby face. The, the crowd was one hundred percent behind Sammy. And oh my goodness, Roman Reigns had nuclear heat. And but it's like but he used it. He worked it. He he showed at times where he didn't like it. Or then he but then there are other times where he was drinking it in. He was unbothered. And he was he was um you know, playing to the crowd. He was, he was, uh, half the match. He was talking to, to Sammy's, to Sammy's wife, you know, said, Hey, you know, this, I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want it to be this way. <laughs> like it, it's, it was, it was so, it was such a good match. Um, again, the only nitpick I would have with it was at the end with, with Jay, um, Mainly because you because he didn't do anything. He yeah he showed up, 
But he didn't he there was no action taken by him. He didn't choose a side. That's that's ultimately what you wanted. That's what ultimately what people were expecting. But for him to not do anything and then for Sammy to take it to give him a spear like that was that was pretty much his involvement. But I know what it it. it I understand what it sets up. It it fuels the fire uh, for the the Usos versus you know Kevin Owens and, and Sammy uh, once they work out their differences because KO and Sammy aren't necessarily you know boys again. It's just it's just that you know because KO you know has had his own issues with Sammy and he just he he wrote him off like man I'm done with you but. He's still it's like he he's written him off, but he's deep down. That's still his friend. He doesn't want to see Sammy get hurt. Um, (laughs) So I think that's that's the thing. Um, But with the whole Jay thing, I was thinking about that. Like Jay's got to make a decision and 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 Sammy's got to say, hey, man, you know, I didn't mean to spear you, but at the same time. It, you know, because, you know, you Roman was in the way I was aiming for Roman and you he pushed you into me. <laughs> he went out of the way. I speared you. And then now he, you know, he was able to get the drop on me and get the one, two, three. And so it was like, hey, I don't I don't blame you for being mad at me. But it's like I was aiming for Roman. You were in the way. But I will say this. You had an opportunity to, to hit me. You had an opportunity to hit Roman. But you didn't, you know. You had the chair in your hand, but you didn't pull the trigger. Say what you want about me. I made a decision. You know, I pulled the trigger. I could have hit KO. I could have hit Roman. I chose to hit Roman. Um, So it's like, but you've got to make a choice once and for all. Whose side are you on? You know, are you with the bloodline or are you on your own? You know, are you your own man? And so you got to decide that. Um, and I think that would be another way for, for Sammy to kind of like put it back in Jay's court and say, hey, dude, <laughs> you know, you got to make a decision because um, there's a war going on and we all want to know. And, and everybody's waiting to see what side that you're on, because that could be pivotal uh, in this war. And I believe that even Roman would probably be like, oh, you know what? Sammy's, a, a, you know, an, an idiot, but he's got a point. Whose side are you on? You got to make a decision and you don't have all day to make this. Uh, so it is, it's going to be really cool to see how that how this comes about. But great match. Um, the, the championship match really, you know, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn, it really lived up to uh, what they were trying to do. Um, and and now it, it also helps set the table for Roman versus Cody. Uh, I think it's going to be a really great WrestleMania. Um, and I think WrestleMania is going to be there. There's a lot of possibilities. I know we're going to get Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. I think that's really going to be great, um, especially with how with with how personal Seth makes things um, this he he he's not one that's going to shy away from saying what, what he feels and saying how he feels. And and this is really going to, you know, just be angry, like 
anger-inducing for him. He's really going to to take this personally because it's like, not only do I not like you, but now you cost me the title that was in my hands. You know, you're the reason why I'm not the United States champion. And, And so he's not only going to want to beat Logan Paul, but he's going to want to grind Logan Paul into dust. And so that WrestleMania is going to be a good a good showcase for that. So that's wrestling. Great elimination chamber. Looking forward to uh, how this how everything culminates at WrestleMania. Thanks for listening. I know uh, that this was a really good DLS Central. Take care. God bless. I love somebody today. Um, you know, again, remember Jesus is Lord uh, to the glory of God. And uh, and if you if it, it, Jesus loves you, and he wants you to be saved. And and, uh, you know, just like Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your heart, Jesus is Lord. And, uh, you know, you believe that, uh, you know, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that, uh, you know, he rose from the dead, you, you know, you'll be saved. And it's about belief and confession. You don't have to go on a quest. You don't have to, you know, to uh, to do a collection of good deeds or anything like that. It's all about faith in Christ and faith in Christ alone. There is no other way to get right with God uh, except through except through Christ. So, you know, again, that's the minister in me. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you wanted to be saved, if you want to know how to get right with God, um, and and you and you know and you did what Romans, uh, you know ten nine through thirteen says, uh, then again, you know you're you're saved. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that somebody gets saved through that. Uh, and if you have questions, you know, definitely you know hit me up, and you know I'll, I'll provide any questions or what you need. But again, thanks for listening. We'll be back again. Take care. God bless. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.